Welcome to Let It Grow Investing, the financial investing and small business podcast that is not run by a professional investor. I am Jeff, and thank you for stopping by. We're going to cover all the news you need to know to make sense of the market, helping you get invested, stay the course, and on your way to financial freedom. All right, guys, what's going on? And uh, if you're getting this a little bit late, I have to re-record because my mic was actually off on this uh, this last recording. So I am uh, back at it. We are re-recording and hopefully this one works better. Uh, so sorry about that. If you uh, try to listen in and it was not working, uh, technical error on my part. But uh, so uh, let me try to recap what we were talking about yesterday. And uh, the, the first thing I think I said was, are you confused yet? And I feel like there's a lot of different ways to be confused out there right now with everything that's going on. It is a certainly a roller coaster as to what's going on, what's out there, what problems we're seeing. There's just a lot to kind of take in all at once. And, uh, you know, we have some some problems in UK. We've got uh, some spikes in the VIX. We've got the RSI kind of going from overbought to oversold got just a lot of different things to pay attention to out there and i am trying to find my notes as to what i said yesterday but i am not finding it but uh yeah so with that being said uk went ahead and uh had a very weak currency their pound was selling off compared to the dollar it was at the lowest rate it's been in quite some time if not the lowest it's ever been so they are going ahead and buying more bonds which essentially is pushing more money into the market. So they're printing more money in order to strengthen the dollar, increase spending, but that's going to come at a cost. We're going to have that prolonged inflation level uh, and things are just going to be a little bit tougher to try to overcome these other hurdles. So they're trying to do a lot at one time. And ultimately, we're going to see if that works. You know, the uh, the U.S. is actually still doing the opposite. Uh, so we are, you know, trying to... Uh, basically sell off a lot of these bonds onto the market instead of buy them back. So we're doing a little bit of the reverse and, uh, you know, we're trying to flood the market and, and, you know, kind of reduce the money supply where the UK is doing exactly the opposite. They also did a, uh, interest rate hike from their central bank. I believe right before we did our last 75 basis point hike, they actually went ahead and did the same. They saw the same problems uh, on that inflation front. So it is a worldwide problem. So now that they are turning the money money printers back on, it's got a lot of people concerned. Uh, it had the market uh, go green yesterday. We had the two-year and 10-year uh, interest rates spike up. They went over 4%. And those were also the biggest single-day drop uh, as far as how far they fell from uh, Wednesday morning to Wednesday afternoon. We were above that 4%. We came down to about 3.8. So quite a big sell-off on those uh, those yields, on those uh, treasury yields. And uh, basically, there's just a lot of different fear, a lot of different problems. We had some different attacks uh, on the uh, Nord Stream pipeline. I don't think we figured out who did that. Uh, so there's just a lot of different things going on with the uh, the natural gas supply from uh, Russia to Germany, just a lot of different things to take in. But, you know, so we had all these red days. 
And finally, we started seeing some uh, some green yesterday, which doesn't really seem that it would fit the bill with everything that was going on and uh, just a lot of uncertainty out there. But, um, you know, that's basically where the market had gone to. So we really got to take a, a look at uh, some of these stocks that have just sold off too much. And uh, one way do we do that is through that RSI, that overbought, oversold uh, indicator, and really look at, uh, you know, where these are trading. A lot of the different dividend stocks, you know, I've seen in a lot of different stock market traders groups that uh, these traders are looking to get out of some of these short-term positions and look for a little bit more uh, defensive plays and long-term investments rather than doing these quick option plays for you know 10 20 percent whatever they're looking to do because it is just so volatile out there even a stock that looks like it should be bottomed out is falling through some of these lows now uh, for me that's not uh, not my concern with uh, the short-term trading that's not how i look at investing i am certainly more of a long-term investor uh, if you take a part of options and all and you know what you're doing with them great um, but I think for the most average investor that doesn't have the time to put in and do the research, watch the charts, I'm thinking that long-term investing is a great way to go. So we've got a lot of these different dividend stocks that are kind of accidentally being these high yield plays. We saw a similar thing with um, oil and gas back in 2020. And now I'm trying to turn off my podcast from playing in the background i forgot i had it set to play and uh yeah so then we had a lot of these oil and gas stocks that sold off so heavily that you know exxon was yielding seven eight percent chevron was up near that six percent and a lot of these other major names were trading uh so low that these these yields were very high and we also kind of couple that with the fact that everyone was talking about going electric and i think that was just kind of the the news at the time was you know oil and gas is a dying commodity. However, there's so much more that goes into that than simply just uh, automotive use. So that kind of went by the wayside. And then we saw all these people kind of run back to the oil and gas stocks for yield and have that uh, income producing uh, portfolio. And now we're kind of seeing the same thing in a lot of different names that are dividend aristocrats or noble stocks that uh, ultimately should be paying us a solid dividend, but they've been increasing these dividends for 25, 50 years. And now we are seeing an opportunity to get these stocks that are quality blue chip names at a much higher dividend than where they normally trade. So a lot of people are saying, you know, it's too early to buy. It's not the right time. Things are going to get worse. And I understand that. I, I know that things can get worse. I see the news. I see the headlines. Uh, I understand what's going on out there with, you know, for the most part. But in my mind, if we can go ahead and buy a lot of these different uh, blue chip names at a yield that's much higher than what it normally trades at, and it's oversold, a lot of the technical indicators are showing us that they still have growth, they still have, uh, you know, that annual revenues coming up, things like that. I still want to be on the side of buying these names in order to uh, collect these higher dividends and wait for that turnaround. But and that being said, I'm not a uh, uh, an investor that needs this money in three to five years. I can wait that 10, 15, 20 years on names that are really quality names. Now, do I want to wait that long? No, I don't. I don't want to have uh, dead money there for 10 years. That's not what I'm saying. 
I'm just saying that my timeline is longer. And overall, I want to cash in on these uh, these stocks that have basically just sold off too much, in my opinion. So that's uh, definitely something to look at. There's definitely some uh, some good plays out there uh, in that oil and gas space. There's some in retail, in the REITs, um, you know, pharmaceuticals, things like that. There's just been a lot of different names that have come down too much. Uh, even like FRT is a uh, a dividend aristocrat. And they are now, you know, paying out about 5% in the way of a dividend, which is not where it normally trades. It's a mixed use uh, real estate. They have, uh, you know, shopping malls or at uh, properties. So kind of a, a mixed use space where they have residential and they have these shopping centers within the same kind of community. So they kind of uh, are diversified in that regard. They're not simply tied to uh, retail they're not simply tied to, um, you know, just residential. They have a little bit of both, which is a perfect place for me to play it, uh, because through the uh, the you know history, if you got one but not the other, sometimes you're getting punished. But if you have both, you kind of you know are weathered for uh, any different event that could happen, whether it be you know housing prices going up or retail falling off a cliff. You got the other one to lean on if things get bad. So that might be a good way to play it. You could still play the utilities, still play uh, pharmaceutical, uh, the the financial ones that don't have so much exposure to bad debts or uh, that international exposure. The local regional banks are still a good way to play it. Uh, and a lot of those are yielding up to four and a half to six percent at this point, which is still outperforming the, the treasury yields. Plus, you get them at a discount and you're uh, cashing in on that yield. So now could those stock prices still go down? Certainly. That is certainly a problem, certainly a risk that we uh, we see out there. Even though a lot of these look like they've bottomed, things can certainly get worse. So keep that in mind when you're looking at these stocks that things can get worse, but uh, you're cashing in for a, a long term on those, those high yield dividends. And uh, eventually, if you kind of keep buying this market, it's going to turn around and you're going to be glad in three to five years that you bought these names on this dip. Let the uh, the fear and the VIX uh, indicators show, you know, where you might want to enter. Uh, I think yesterday the, the VIX was around a 31, which is pretty fearful. Uh, I'd say 35 on the VIX is is fearful and 40 is, you know, everything hit the fan. Uh, everyone's in a, a complete panic. So if it gets up to that 40, it might be uh, time to, you know, kind of hold your nose and, and dive on in into that world of dividend aristocrat stocks that are gonna be safer. They're gonna have uh, that long-term history. You just gotta make sure you're checking out to all the different numbers on them. And uh, if you don't wanna do that, you could simply buy a uh, an ETF that's going to mimic these dividend aristocrats. Noble comes to mind, N-O-B-L. But uh, there's a lot of different uh, ETF funds that are going to track these dividend aristocrats and give you a little bit of everything when you're buying these, uh, these ETFs. So that's another way to do it if you don't wanna follow individual stocks, but still have that dividend yield. Uh, that's going to be in your favor right now as everything's selling off. So uh, with that being said, I think we covered, uh, oh, we didn't cover Hurricane Ian. I, I'm seeing some different reports this morning out of Florida. Looks like uh, things were, were pretty rough down there. So, uh, you know, thoughts and prayers to everyone we know down there and uh, everyone that's been affected by the hurricane. And uh, oh, yesterday I also did say that uh, all these stocks that are tied to 
any type of rebuilding or surviving a storm, whether it be Owens Corning, Home Depot, Lowe's, Generac, uh, all these names were up yesterday. And I kind of made the point that uh, back in 2017, I had uh, an accident where I was kind of laid up after a surgery and I was watching a storm coming in uh, into like Texas, I want to say it was, or somewhere in the Gulf. And I think it was almost back to back, three days apart. And uh, these stocks, I saw them run up, you know, things like Home Depot and all were selling off, selling off. And then the hurricane was going to hit and they were going to need all this stuff uh, down in that area. So the, these couple st uh, stocks were spiking. We saw that yesterday as well. Uh, same kind of situation, same kind of plays where Home Depot ran up like $10, $12 on the day. Uh, Owens Corning was up and Generac was up too. So definitely got to look at some uh, some ups with the, the bad news. Um, hate to make money off of this situation, but uh, the fact that I'm already in a couple of these names um, certainly helps those stocks. And I know that the rebuilding effort is going to be a long one down there. So um, I guess that uh, kind of furthers demand down in that part of the world. But with that being said, I am going to take a quick break. I'm going to come back and we are going to finish up talking about some new drugs that are coming out, uh, the Webull portfolio, and uh, pretty much everything else that's going on in the market. So stick around. I will be right back. All right, we are back. So uh, I know you know a lot of things that were happening yesterday in some, uh, some different spaces, and one of them that uh, was really looking... Uh, optimistic yesterday was uh, Alzheimer's research. We saw uh, Biogen come out with a, a stage three trial on their drug. I'm probably going to botch the name. Where was it? Uh, Lacanamab. Lacanamab, maybe? And uh, basically saying it removed uh, built up plaque in the brain. And uh, it was called beta amyloid. And uh, and improved cognitive benefit to patients with early stage Alzheimer's disease. So I don't know that this has been approved yet, but uh, the fact that it uh, was successful in its phase three study, uh, Biogen was certainly taken off on this news. They were up around 39% yesterday from uh, right below 200 to around 270, I believe it was. Uh, so just a massive move for Biogen and uh, one that's certainly going to help the Alzheimer's community. And uh, that's pretty, hits pretty close to home for me. And uh, there was some pin action also. We saw Eli Lilly kind of take off on this news because they had some, uh, some drugs in trial stages for Alzheimer's as well. So certainly uh, helping out there in that uh, kind of, you know, medical space where we're trying to find some, some treatments or cures that can kind of help everyone out in this, uh, you know, this terrible disease that's uh, affects so many. But, um, and then we had Apple, we had, uh, they had some demand issues where they were looking to possibly make about 6 million more phones uh, of the iPhone 14. They are going to be cutting that back to their original number. They are saying that the 14 Pro still shows high demand, but uh, overall, they're not going to go ahead with these extra 6 million phones right now, probably due to a lot of the different, uh, you know, market you know, economics, macro picture that's going on out there. And uh, just not a lot of people looking to buy a lot of things right now as things are kind of getting tough. You know, there's going to be more layoffs. There's going to be higher uh, housing prices. So everyone's trying to cut back where they can. I think that's kind of what this is showing from Apple. But they are saying that that pro model is doing 
uh, well. So I guess the people that uh, already have the money, they're not worried about, you know, spend the extra, you know, 1500 bucks or whatever an iPhone pro is, are still out there looking to buy these devices. Uh, so there's that. And then uh, we also saw Qualcomm kind of go down on this news as well. Uh, as you know, the Qualcomm chips are in the iPhone 14. Apple could not create their own in time. So they went back to Qualcomm and we're uh, using those chips. So that one is trading down around a 10 and a half times earnings. So it is certainly one that uh, has always treated me well. And I think it's just getting a little too cheap. So at 117, yes, there's uh, there's problems in uh, phones and laptops and gaming. A lot of their different businesses are lower right now. But this is definitely one that I think I could add more to down in this 117 level. Um, you know, last time we got down to the 125 level, that was back in uh, probably June. I said, you know, it's certainly one that I would buy. And then it ran back up to that 150 level. I do think that we're going to see a rebound out of this one. And uh, a lot of their different business that they're looking to go into now is looking really strong. So again, uh, Qualcomm is one that I would buy. Apple, they're still going to weather the storm. I think they're going to be fine. Uh, it's just a matter of having a little bit of downturn uh, in the near future, but uh, could be a good buying opportunity when things cool off. So that's what I got there on those. And then we're going to hop over to the, uh, the Webull portfolio where I am investing $200 of my own money into a stock that the vote uh, or that the group votes on over there on Let It Grow Investing on Facebook. So if you are not a member, please get over there. There is a link in the description to uh, help us get these votes in, to help us uh, hopefully outperform the S&P 500 by the end of the year. And uh, it's been rocky. I'm not going to lie. It's been really rocky. But uh, where are we? So the Webull portfolio, we were down about 20% at last uh, episode. And, you know, right before that, I think two weeks back, we were only down about 7%. So certainly sold off heavy real quick. And we've we got a little bit back yesterday. We're down about 18% at the moment. And uh, we bought UPS for week 39. And that one is actually up about 4% since we've uh, purchased it so that one has made us about eight bucks right now but uh, we're definitely looking at some big losses and names like uh ford shopify N nvidia honest company walgreens united airlines all uh in that 30 percent or greater loss at this point so those are definitely hurting and then you know we've got some other names in that uh closer to zero or uh, in the teens down but uh I guess overall, I just want to see this one uh, perform over the year, know that we can kind of do some things on our own and uh, and put some money away and know that we've got, uh, you know, next year to to make some of this money back as well. So maybe at the end of the year, we we don't touch this one. We may, might start another one or I'm not too sure yet, but uh, this one, maybe we'll leave it alone. Maybe we'll liquidate it. I don't know that I really want to do that uh, at such a great loss at a at a bad time. Uh, in the market, but uh, that could be an option too. So um, for week 40, we've got uh, five different names. We've always got five names. That's kind of the thing we do around here. And uh, the first one is going to be D, uh, Dominion Energy. And that one, the thought here is that uh, people are still going to be using their lights in their electric during uh, a recession. These prices aren't going down on the uh, supplier side. 
and ultimately they're still going to be making money. They've uh, switched their business from a little bit more of that high risk, high growth kind of plays into more of the traditional utility model. And uh, hopefully that should be helping them out as well. They did cut the dividend. I'm aware of that. They did it uh, going into this new model of business that they were looking to have. And uh, ultimately, I do think that they're going to continue that growth. They, they talked about that before, that the, the dividend growth is going to remain. And they want to just lean more into the utility space. So that's number one, Dominion Energy. And uh, yeah, I, th I think that one could serve us well in a recession and beyond. So then number two was uh, KO, Coca-Cola. And the, the thought here was um, a lot of people are accustomed to having Coke or Pepsi. They're not really going to look for private labels uh, in this space as much as, say, uh, you know, tissues or, uh, uh, yeah, Kleenex. I, I'm getting the brands mixed up. Kimberly Clark has Kleenex. I don't know that people are going to be tied to Kleenex. They might just go and buy the, the cheapest tissues that they can if times are really bad. So that's kind of my thought there is, you know, Coca-Cola's got a lot of contracts at uh, sports venues, restaurants, fast food chains. So maybe they're going to stay with that. Now, those are obviously locked in. Is the consumer really going to change that much at the grocery store if prices don't go crazy, even more crazy? Um, I'm thinking that people are still going to look towards Coca-Cola, Pepsi in order to have those brands and stay with the taste they like uh, versus a, a generic or a, a private label brand. So the second one was Coca-Cola for those reasons. Now, third was uh, Constellation Brands. Ticker is STZ. And the thought here is, uh, you know, people are still going to enjoy a, a beverage or two, uh, have a beer with uh, dinner or just hanging out with friends. So even if they aren't going out far, uh, maybe they're going to have more backyard barbecues, things like that. I'm thinking that this could be a, uh, a stock that's going to survive a recession. It's uh, certainly one that's survived recessions before. So they've got Corona, Modelo, a bunch of different other lines that uh, have been serving uh, them well. And ultimately one that's going to continue to grow. Their, their revenue projections still look strong for the next couple of years. And uh, one that I think is going to just survive a, a recession well. So that was number three. Number four is going to be a toll booth model type company that's going to take a little cut off of every time someone swipes a card. And that name is American Express. Ticker is AXP. So they've got remarkably high margins. I still think that people are going to swipe those cards uh, through a recession. Maybe they're buying different stuff, but uh, ultimately they're still going to be using their credit cards. And if times get really rough and they don't have enough to make ends meet, they're going to be swiping there as well. So uh, American Express for that toll booth model, high margins, a lot of growth, and uh, just one that is going to make a little bit every time someone is uh, paying for anything. And I think overall, we are going away from cash, uh, at least in the US, and everyone's using card or uh, you know digital transfers for, for payment. So that is certainly one that I think should do well also. And then number five was uh, ticker CRWD, CrowdStrike. And this one is still going to be uh, needed as we're still going to need web security going into a recession or whatever we've got. We still need uh, this, to have this web security as everyone's information is all online. And uh, CrowdStrike is going to be one of those companies that's keeping us safe while we're purchasing things online for things like those digital payments I was just talking about. And, uh, you know, they're going to keep the website safe and things uh even keel and hopefully that that should help us uh 
get through a recession in the way that we need security and uh, just one that should give us a little bit more growth and uh, weather a storm going forward as well. So that's the five that I got this week. And uh, sorry, I had to re-record this one. A few, uh, again, tried to check in and listen to it a little bit early. Sorry that uh, it did not work, but uh, ultimately, uh, hopefully it's here now. So those are the five names, Dominion, Coca-Cola, uh, Constellation Brands, American Express, and CrowdStrike. So get over there to the Let It Grow Investing page on Facebook. I've got these five names for you to vote on. And plus, we just try to keep all the uh, information a little bit more current over there. So that's what I got for you guys today. Uh, let's hope that this uh, this red pre-market isn't so bad and kind of stabilizes. I could, I could take a nice stable day. But uh, ultimately, we will see. And uh, thanks for stopping by. I will catch you guys in the next one. Thank you for stopping by here on Let It Grow Investing. Please make sure to like, subscribe, and share to build a community of like-minded investors. If you do have questions for me or for the group, you can find us over there on Let It Grow Investing podcast on Facebook. This is not professional financial advice. I am not a professional financial advisor. Please make sure to do all your own research before investing in any security. I do have links in the description to help get you started on E-Trade, Webull, Crypto.com, and Binance. And a friendly reminder that a goal without a plan is just a dream. So go ahead and build your plan, uh, design your portfolio, and stick to it. Thanks for stopping by. I will catch you guys in the next one.